Oh my, hello! And welcome back to another episode of What's With You, Scooby-Doo. We're back with another fantastic episode featuring the incomparable Brockford Lee. If you don't know Brock, get to know him. He's a good dude. Uh, from YouTube's uh, ears to you, E-A-R-S, the number two Y-O-U. In addition, he does music. I would highly recommend checking out uh, The Umbrella Cult's Apocalove, if you happen to be into that sort of thing. So shoegazy, revivalist rock, it's great. Get on it. But, anyways, <laughs> uh, we talk about a particularly perplexing episode of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. There's a lot of weirdness to it, and uh, I think I kind of nailed it in the choice for this guest. I think uh, the, the perplexing elements are tailor-made for us to talk about, and we go through a lot of different topics. We talk about music, we talk about the 80s growing up, uh, <laughs> the ever-present topic on this podcast of Growing Up Religious, and uh, it's just a, it's a good time. But don't take my word for it. Check it out for yourself. <laughs> Other topics include Chromio, one of my favorite bands currently. Uh, they're totally bizarre. As well as uh, Post Malone, who I was unfamiliar with, really, before this. So get into that. Also, uh, you'll have to make it to the end of the podcast uh, to get this, but I infinitely regret, regret not uh, getting in I Love Tennis Dancing in Three Men and a Baby. That's the joke that I wanted to put in. I loved, I loved Tennis Dancing in Three Men and a Baby. I wish I had gotten that in. I didn't. I find it particularly shocking that I wasn't able to with how much that I talk. I do feel that I uh, I, I talk a lot. I, I'm going to be honest. Uh, me and my girlfriend watch Ears to You together and we're fans of the vlog. Uh, so I was a little intimidated. So I end up nervous talking quite a bit. I'm not nervous talking right now. Now I'm just talking. There's no one else here to fill this space aside from Mike Oldfield. Thank you, Mike. And uh, so I end up kind of rambling a little bit. And I, uh, I'm i going to do it now to you and yours and to Brock. I apologize for rambling so much. But enough of this. As always, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us and like us on Facebook.com slash What's With You Scooby-Doo, all one word. Twitter and Instagram at WWY Scooby-Doo. And if you like the dorky songs that I haven't written in a while, but I used to write them, and they'll be coming back. www.yasd.bandcamp.com for all your Scooby-Doo weird song needs. And they're totally free. My gosh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. As always. And once again, to the podcast. Let's, Let's do, do this. this. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, what's with you, Scooby-Doo? Today on the podcast, Through the Miracle of the Internet, I have joining me this moment right now as I'm speaking from YouTube, Brockford, living la vida loca Lee. Ooh, fun nick, fun nickname, Nick. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, gang, can I just do one of those? Real quick? Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing official here. Oh man, we're going so hard on this. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling no punches. No, never, never. Uh, I don't think I've ever dealt with a person with a P name. That would be a good one for that. I'm gonna write that down. No, I'm not. A P name? What's yeah, a- like if I had somebody with a P last name, I could do oh, pull in the punches, Peralta. Yeah. Oh, right. No, I'll find someone and I'll <laughs> shoot him your way. Oh, so yeah. Just let me know. Yeah. <laughs> Give sure. my info. Uh, well, welcome, Brock. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Long time emailer, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to do this for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, all I could think of was like somebody who, uh, at the birth of the telephone, like long time, <laughs> long time letter writer, first letter time writer. caller. <laughs> like that always cracks me up like the trope of like how months like Mm -hmm. for for you know century uh communication was like my dearest delilah (laughs) (laughs) by the by the time you're reading this i will be dead (laughs) yeah right (laughs) it's two years later (laughs) delilah finally got that letter (laughs) you could count on the post at that time. <laughs> uh, uh, end of what? Back to the Future 2. Are you Marty McFly? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, Kevin Costner's postman. So today. <laughs> Got to put Costner in there. Yeah. Officer yeah. and a gentleman? What? Sure. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> so typically we start off with a little history lesson, a little getting to know you. All righty. How, if at all, did you come to our Lord and Savior Scooby-Doo? Well, let me say, it was the typical story. It was a tent revival, a Scooby-Doo tent revival. <laughs> came to my town. No, but... Uh, you I know say, what? can you do the do? Exactly. And I, I went up there just face drenched with tears and accepted. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, the thing is, like... When I was growing up, first off, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. We had three channels. Four, if my dad got on the roof and messed with the antenna, then we can get channel 43. Oh, Um, my. Yeah, that's the good one. That's baseball, I think. So I didn't, like, actually see it that much. I remember seeing it here and there, but my parents also weren't big on ghosts and monsters and stuff. So they, like, sheltered me from it. Okay. You know, the evils of (laughs) Scooby-Doo. But, like, you know, I've obviously, I've seen tons of it as years have gone by, and I'm familiar with the tropes, you know, the Scooby-Doo tropes, the unmaskings, yeah. the pest kids. All, the, uh, yeah, meddling kids, all the catchphrases. The meddling kids, and the, uh, my favorite thing is, I'd like to be so fast at some point that when I take off, first off, bongos play, and my <laughs> feet are already rolling, but I'd also like for when I'm gone, for parts of me to still be behind me. <laughs> Like my, maybe my eyes and like a paw or a hand. I mean, I have hands. I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, just like a little blur of me behind me. Like that's the speed I'd like to be going at. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd like that. Uh, I'd like to have people around me and just go, oh, he's moving fast. <laughs> exactly. I still see part of it. <laughs> Did you but, see? Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I think honestly, I was most more like exposed to Scooby Doo stuff through like pop culture references and stuff. Um, you know, and I've seen a, a ton of episodes. And now I've seen this episode that we're going to talk about a few times. Oh, it nice. Yeah, it tripped me out. It was wild. <laughs> yeah, especially like there's so much that's like formulated. Like you said, like it's in mm-hmm. the cultural zeitgeist. Like everybody right. to a certain extent has like a glancing knowledge. Like they kind yeah. of like touch down and take off. And so they'll know some things. And then if you actually like go back and watch some of the weirder stuff, people are like, is this what it is? <laughs> right. Exactly. I, huh. I, put this, I put this episode on the other night and, uh, or it was last night, I think. And my girlfriend promise was just like, are you sure this is the one he wants you to watch? <laughs> 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 That's like, uh, I checked the email. I'm like, yeah, this is it. I, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh the joke i always make is introducing people to star trek through star trek 4 where they travel back in time to san francisco oh, oh yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> well double dumbass on you <laughs> what what does this have to do with space travel i don't know what's happening where is the trek through stars <laughs> Actually, so like, but so growing up in a somewhat sheltered household with no access to or limited access to like pop culture, like, mm-hmm. like, how does that work growing up? Like, is, is there like a time and is there like a threshold in your life where you can remember being like, oh, that's this world that people have been referencing or hanging out in? Or did you not notice it? Or did it kind of creep in? Like, how does that work? Um, I think it was. I don't know when when I was when I was really young, we were super very conservative and very you know like I said, no ghost monsters things of this nature. Mm. Um, but we moved to Florida and like things are just different in Florida than they are in Amish country Ohio. So, well, mom, if we're gonna live here, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to adapt to the locals. <laughs> okay, assimilate. Bring in the local culture. Satanists. We're gonna introduce the kids. <laughs> We had plenty of local Satanists. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like, uh, yeah, like the whole pop culture thing came to me through music mostly. Mm. Um, and yeah, having cable because it was a requirement in Florida to have TV. So uh, we had to have the evil cable that had the MTV and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, then I just got exposed to all kinds of pop co- pop culture and became, you know, a terrible human being. <laughs> well, right. That's how we all kind of do it. Do you have a memory of like, okay, uh, there's so many questions because like, because yeah. I grew up uh, Catholic and so like, okay, yeah. there was like a level of, you know, oh, that stuff's bad and I, and I didn't know how to process it aside of like, God is watching you and pissed <laughs> off at you. I, I didn't know right. what to do with that. So right. like, when I first started to get into stuff that like at one point I felt guilty for listening to Weird Al okay so like oh wow it, yeah. di- it didn't like and then later you know I look back on that I'm like what an idiot but uh <laughs> and that wasn't said no nobody was telling me like Weird Al is bad for you it was just put right. through this like I'm not sure how to f- yeah. process this stuff it's like a yeah 
so, a gray area of yeah so when it first started coming in when you first turned on mtv and i mean I, i'm not sure what year this is but let's say madonna comes on were you just like ooh, or were you like Ugh? no i was like who uh, <laughs> she is <laughs> a material was, girl <laughs> yeah uh the <laughs> the actual like i think it was it was like 93 94 okay so like this is like dr dre snoop dog era chronic was like my, yeah the chronic and uh doggy style that was like my big awakening like i i took I saved my allowance and like snuck tapes back to my house and like, <laughs> hit them in a weird box and all this crazy stuff um so That's that was awesome. like, like just washing over of you know something that was completely foreign to me um at the time but yeah and chasing I, that but, high god i remember yeah. that that was so oh, fun no. Man, I wish I wouldn't have gone so far past that boundary that I can't feel it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is weird how that happens. Because, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, music for me, I mean, it was like I found ska punk, punk ska. Yeah, and sure. I was like, here we go, man. I'm in it right. to win it. <laughs> and, I mean, it was no. just every day. And it was new bands and new music and right. new songs just it felt really fresh and really yeah 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 definitely i try to keep that like in my even like life today like i never try to like do you swear on here i don't know yeah yeah you can fuck say okay, whatever you want. i never okay cool i never like try to shit on new music like new uh you know stuff that's coming out that is like not like what i like because it's like i'm a different age now i'm an old man i'm not looking at this the same way somebody who is of the age that is into pop culture, is looking at this. So, like, I don't have a fresh pair of eyes on this. I've got my old-ass eyes on this. Right. So I always try to, like, see what people get out of music. And I kind of chase that, like, fresh feeling of, like, the edge of music by trying to get into stuff that young, stupid kids are into. <laughs> you is, know there, what I mean? is there anything that's worked recently? That's worked to yeah. get to that place. Yeah, you've been like, mm. you've been like, all right, look, I don't get Whip Nene, but I'm gonna listen to it, and then you were right. like, ooh, I get it. <laughs> Obviously not <laughs> Whip Nene, but <laughs> right, right, exactly. But I do get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is over. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the the most surprising person that I've enjoyed their music recently is Post Malone. Oh, he's like, yeah, like. I heard his first album and like my girlfriend is way into it was way into it and like then she like showed me videos and like he can play the guitar he can play other instruments and like it doesn't it just felt like a new kind of different kind of music that one surprised me I did not expect to be into that guy's music at all yeah and uh that kind of gave me that freshness but not like that like hard edge freshness like Fuck you, mom, dad. You don't know what I'm listening to. You don't know what I'm like. <laughs> you don't get my music, dad. It just sounds like a bunch of people yelling. Exactly. You know what's funny is there was, okay, so my dad was like a pastor. Okay. So like there was a, uh, there's like a, a Christian magazine called Focus on the Family that right. used to come out. I don't know if it still does. Yeah, but I anyway, think it's, a hu it's still like a huge company it's still now. Like a huge yeah, uh, James Dobson or something. Right. And like there's yeah. an article about the newest Run DMC album called Down with the King where Run from Run DMC is a reverend now. So I used this as like evidence to get my parents <laughs> to buy me this album. So the, the first the first like hardcore rap 
thing that I got, I got because of Focus on the Family. Oh, my gosh. They would be so happy about that. <laughs> I know. I know. Sure, James Dobson is turning in his... Is he dead? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whatever. I did that with... Uh... <laughs> Why is Christian Ska a big thing? I don't know. Oh. I used to go to shows, man. Christian yeah. Scott shows all the time. Why? Why is that a form of music where they're like, "That's cool"? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But because like, it's so, yeah, it's a horns and stuff. I don't know. Well, <laughs> and like MXPX had like, "I'm going to the punk show," and then they also had like, "Our God is an awesome God," and you were like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, mind blowing. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a uh, lot. But there's a lot to pack. To talk to to talk about a bygone era of music and uh, 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 oldie but a goodie mm-hmm. segue. Uh, l- 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 today we're going to talk about an episode of Pup Named Scooby Doo, which is from the late '80s, uh, and specifically the episode that we're going to talk about is uh, the spirit of rock and roll. Rock and roll. <sighs> Killing it. Yeah, just, you know, uh, me and S- Slash, I don't know, I don't know why that was the first person who popped into my head. He's rock and roll to you, man, hey, I, you know? Well, it's the, the hair, I don't know. Yeah, something about, like, playing a guitar on a train track, too. And also, <laughs> like, as far down to your knees as possible. <laughs> right. Like, he's like, where are the big straps? No, the straps that are bigger. The biggest straps. Uh, when I was in uh, bands in high school, mm-hmm. I was super into Metallica, and Metallica had that look, like, let's play the yeah. guitar by our knees. <laughs> right. Uh, and I duct taped two guitar straps together. <laughs> like a uh, dick. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, God, that's brilliant. I thought that I looked so into cool. Something. Yeah. <laughs> like... I mean, why? Like, is this comfortable? No, my back kind of hurts, but I look awesome. Exactly. And it's actually much harder to play the individual strings when my hand is Mm. at my ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm literally, it's (laughs) bent so hardcore that I haven't had blood in my fingers for half this set. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. When I started playing, um, playing in like my first band in Nashville, like there was the opposite thing. Yeah, humble brag. Uh, there was like the opposite thing where like bands that were kind of in our genre, which it was sort of like a retro garage rock pop thing. Yeah, kind but of that like that, Strokes, Hivesy, yeah, yeah, revivalist. Like long, totally revivalist. Yeah. That that kind of stuff. Um, but there was like the total opposite thing where you'd have dudes playing the bass, and I, I'm, this is a visual gag, but <laughs> playing the bass up by like their by the nipple, just like <laughs> way up. Up to the neck, like a just a, like a bolo, just holding it. Like, is that old school? Is that like something they used to do? Yeah, or right. trying to look completely the opposite of the people playing at their knees. You're looking up pe- pictures of the Beach Boys. You're like, did the Beach Boys do this? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they did not. They did kind of, but it wasn't as high as some of these fools. No, for years people played comfortably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just imagine just playing the instrument or not just how it looks on your body. Nah, not into that. <laughs> Flying V all the way. I can't put oh. this guitar down ever, but... <laughs> <It's there. laughs> Does not work on guitar stands. 
Uh, but okay, so the premise of this episode is that the gang is going to go to a rock and roll show mm. from uh, uh, Daphne and Scooby's favorite recording artist, Buddy, quote, the Bud the Man. man. <laughs> Chilner. Chilner is a dope last name. Well, yeah, it's well, it's pretty chill. Chilner. <laughs> like he, he could have just like stopped at chill like his stage name could have been buddy chill yeah but oh man that's his twitter handle at least yeah well that's like the old school like you know uh if he was like an old hollywood star his buddy his his uh his stage name would have been buddy chill but his real name would have been like buddy chilinski <laughs> chill nursky yeah right chillberg <laughs> uh the, the I don't know. Right off the bat, right. in this episode with the Bud Man, the Bud Man sounded like the Butt Man to me for a second. I had to I had to go back ten seconds and just be like, okay, the Bud Man. But also the Bud Man, though. Right. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Bud! I mean, that's like one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you uh, like on the rare occasion I've heard like old school Scooby Doo writers, mm-hmm. like from the original series. You know, I mean, everybody nowadays it's beyond hack to be like, oh, Shaggy was a stoner, blah 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 right, blah right, blah. Exactly. And it's like likes to eat a lot. And it's like right on. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but like you listen to these old school Scooby Doo writers, and like there were just a bunch of old dudes at the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. None of them were like he's got the munchies. <laughs> And they were pretty lazy to call someone named Buddy the Bud Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it also feels like like everything in this episode feels like like first draft, best draft. Oh, oh my God, yes. So accurate. Like, there was, oh, just like rough draft done (laughs) including like the holding like all right just put this sound effect in for now we'll get back to it later yeah there's one point in this episode should we should we talk about it chronologically or can we just jump we can jump around if you got something there's one point in this episode where they're like they go to the ghost of another great fucking name on this show purvis parker They go to the ghost of him, and they're like, will you autograph this? Will you autograph that? And they, like, load him up with stuff, and he changes appearance completely. His face becomes an entirely different creature. And his glasses keep disappearing and reappearing? And then coming back. There's a whole theme, and I believe that this is witchcraft. There's a whole theme <laughs> in this episode of stuff just being able to manifest out of thin air. Now, I haven't watched enough to know if that is a common thread, that stuff can just all of a sudden be in your hand. And it wasn't near you before. <laughs> Mama, that- I'm gonna say. Well, you know what? Let's just go for the interesting answer and say yes. That's the way okay. this universe works. Okay. Okay. It's just think it habit. Yeah. Right. Like you know, uh, this is like ultimate. Like this is like bordering on Scientology, right? Like all you have to do is think it, man, and like it will exactly. manifest. Put it on your vision board, and you'll be holding a keytar that, for some reason, sounds like a guitar being strummed. When it hits. <laughs> <laughs> he gets taken by okay i do have to say that uh the ghost of purvis parker looked dope i loved yeah. the design of this bad guy totally like with the weird de- xylophone skeleton and like yeah, that was weird. <laughs> and it, it, the other thing at one point 
they're like, show him what the ghost looks like, Scoob. And Scoob just like turns into that ghost. All of a sudden, he's got a trench coat, obviously, because things can be manifested just by putting them on your vision board. Yeah. And he put that on his vision board and became like a, a, the same thing as that ghost. How was he flying? <laughs> Right, because we didn't find out until later that he had air tanks, and Scooby doesn't have those. But and and it's oh, there's so much here. Let's jump back into what happens here. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, so they oh well yeah. Uh, if we're going chronologically, they're going to this yeah. concert. Um, uh, hey, first cool, of all, Bill. Scooby brings his own guitar, which is a super faux pas at a concert, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Never do that. Uh, also, uh, Daphne bought out the whole show. Yeah. To the sum of, I wrote it down. All right. $27,345.89. One week's allowance. One week's allowance. And also That's probably sh- what one ticket to Taylor Swift costs these days. Hey! <laughs> <Yeah>. Woo! Got him! <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it in one. <laughs> uh, but, like, that, I mean... For the most popular rock and roll recording artist of the day, playing right. probably the biggest venue in Coolsville. Well, of course. It's the Coolsville Amphitheater. Yeah, it's an amphitheater, which also, right. it just looked like a theater. It didn't look like it an amphitheater. Isn't? But... Yeah, it's a straight up theater. <laughs> yeah, right. Cut the ampha. It's the Orpheum. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but, so, uh, 27,000? I mean, like, eh. your average That's... amphitheater is like 100,000 seats. Yeah. Most and, and if this guy's like the most popular artist, and he is, and the venue's collecting anything from that sum, he is like he's sleeping in the bus. He is not doing well. <laughs> well, also like this is one of those logic problems that I kind of get annoyed when people uh, nitpick them, but it just hit me yeah. so hard where I was just like, really twenty seven thousand. And didn't they have, like, all the tickets, like, in a wheelbarrow? Yeah. Like, why would you need all the tickets? Leave the rest at home. Just yeah. use the one, use the four tickets that you need and then just have the other ones. And in case there's I a homeless know. bum. <laughs> yeah, in case there's go, a, homeless sneaky, bum. a sneaky, uh, bearded ex-rock star running around. Uh, I was, <laughs> I don't know if you know the band Chromio. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, they're coming to town, and I was like, oh, dope. How much are tickets? And tickets were like 30 bucks. It was like totally affordable. I was like, that's awesome. And I was looking at the uh, tickets, and there were like the, it's general admission, but then there were some other price tiers. And it was $139 for, I'm going to not remember what it's called, but it was called like the Ultra Deluxe Funk Lord's Bedroom Experience. And I was like, I need to buy this to figure out what it is. <laughs> that needs to be an episode of a pup name. <laughs> Let me tell you that I saw your boyfriend walking down the street. I really love P the whole time is talking through the like, hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> Just vocodering up. <laughs> <laughs> like scoop check it out man look who it is <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'd watch that if they made it in 1989. (laughs) Or made now, but made as shoddy as this cartoon was. Like all the flaws still today. You know what was interesting to me, too, about Buddy the Bud Man? Chiller. The Bud Man Uh of Rock and Roll was the full name. Was it? Yeah. The announcer when he's like, welcome to Buddy the Bud Man of Rock and Roll, Chilner. That's amazing. It's like powdered toast man from Ren and Stimpy. (laughs) Yeah, totally. He reminds me of, have you seen the Goofy movie, the 1995 movie, the Goofy movie? There's the character power line. Stand out above the ground, even if you want to shout out loud. Oh, yeah. Is that what you were talking about? Um, no, it's, it's oh, a different. It's one another. It's another one. <laughs> no, but like the instant I saw that dude, I was like Powerline, and then just there were similarities at the beginning with the yellow, and I was like, when was this made? But it was first, mm. so it went. Also, so it, uh, I don't yeah. think this has ever come up on this podcast. I think Goofy Movie has come up before, but do you want to know a super weird fact? I most certainly do. Okay, perfect. Because uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell it. So, moving on. No. <laughs> uh, so, Powerline is played by Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell, yeah. Now, Tevin Campbell, if you want to see him as a child... If you watch the sequel to Purple Rain, which not a lot of people know there was one, but there was one. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. So Warner Brothers is like, Prince, people love the Purple Rain. Purple Rain's great. Uh, Can you do a sequel to it? And Prince is like, okay, but I get to write it, direct it, and have complete artistic vision. And they're like, done. Mistake. (laughs) Oh, wow. So it's like a movie musical. It's like Grease. Yeah. Like it's on sets instead of like oh. in the actual like clubs and stuff. Like it's really right. stylized and weird. But there's a scene where uh, Prince is just like out in the streets of this fictional city or the kid. The kid is out yeah. in the streets of this fictional city, which, you know, is like uh, it looks like Main Street USA. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, this little kid walks out and like sings this song and does this dance and it's Tevin Campbell. And I was like, that guy sounds, this kid sounds vaguely familiar. (laughs) Tevin's been at it, man. Right? Tevin's been killing. He's not killing it anymore, but man, he had like cameo roles on the Fresh Prince. Oh, wow. killing it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you don't remember? (laughs) Sorry. Was it a very special episode? (laughs) It was kind of. Oh no! There was like a, a whole thing. Oh, I don't even want to get. I don't even want to get into it. We're gonna go down a rabbit hole if I start going Fresh Prince on this you. Sounds like uh, uh, <laughs> Philadelphia, born and raised in Philadelphia, but in my days, <laughs> those are the lyrics, right? On the playground, <laughs> parents just don't understand, right? Uh, is that part of it? <laughs> what is? It? Yeah, <laughs> it's the same though, right? Isn't parents? Don't, just don't understand the exact it's same thing. Similar, and there's a lot of very similar backgrounds of uh. that video. So they were just like, but you know what's funny is I recently found out Will Smith was broke when he started doing Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh. He didn't like pay his taxes or something, and he was like way in the red, just completely broke, and that thing just revived his career. Lucky for him. And look at him now making YouTube videos and kicking my ass. <laughs> Is <laughs> Will Smith on YouTube? Yes, he vlogs. <laughs> uh, d- uh, that might be the second weirdest one to me. The first, of course, is still Billy Corgan. 
Oh, I didn't even know that Corgan was vlogging. Uh, I saw it actually uh, uh, inside baseball for people who don't watch YouTube like we uh-huh. do. Uh, yeah. He was in an Adam the Woo video. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. Vlogging. That's He's like doing crazy. his own thing, and like I didn't even notice that he was. Yeah, it was so, and he, it was so weird. Uh, I think <laughs> that's crazy. We talked about this previously. Uh, 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 pr- loyal listeners can go back to the Tiny Stills episode to hear me talking about this previously. But like <laughs> he, he was like going around the country, just like filming himself for YouTube, doing like weird, depressing monologues in spots. Whoa! <laughs> It'd be like depressing him being like th- this. You know, this tree, nobody looks at this tree anymore. Uh, it's probably stood here for hundreds of thousands of years. And you're just like, Billy Corgan, what, what? Uh, tonight, it, tonight. Don't I, you I don't know. Life? Don't you hate life now? now? Now that you've watched this, now that you've watched Billy Corgan. Despite <laughs> <laughs> all my rage. <laughs> I saw him live uh, when he was, when he did the solo thing uh, in mm-hmm. Boston and oh, he nice. closed the show by doing it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. What? It was awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. Was it like a, a organized version of it or yeah. was it like yeah. it was like weird goth rock like everybody had like uh, elbow length like sock gloves like fingerless <laughs> right. sock gloves and like... oh, I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Uh, but okay, so uh, uh, they go to this concert, and <laughs> right. uh, Buddy the Budman Schilner mm-hmm. barely even gets to get a note out before, yeah, a ghost oh. shows up. We don't know what ghost just yet. Right. Um, he he takes some guesses as to who it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> Here, uh, to jump back and ahead simultaneously. Yes. Uh, ouch. Oh, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I trick you? Yeah. See you Ooh. next fall. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> dad joke. Uh, when they're walking down the aisle, Daphne's like, this This is my favorite recording artist. I don't know if that's what she says, but paraphrase. Yeah. Uh, right. And uh, Scooby goes, me too. And he holds. Thank you. Uh, he holds up a picture, and the picture that he holds up is of Purvis Parker. What? I did not catch that. I I only caught it the second time, and I had to like rewind it and be like, wait a second. Here was the other thing that like, I I don't know if this is me living in like, kind uh-huh. of the political climate that we live in right now. But like I was trying to like there was such a thing of like and I I, I'm not entirely sure how awkward this is going to come off. But like (laughs) (laughs) Buddy the Budman Chilner being black and everybody accusing him of stealing the career of a white guy who looks like Elvis. Yeah, because that's what we didn't we didn't mention. Purvis Parker is basically an Elvis character, yeah, right? Yeah, and there's a so, chubby Elvis impersonator later that on. That is like a total juxtaposition of like the appropriation ratio. That's crazy. But like, like by this point, like Public Enemy had been like, "Hey, Elvis stole the music," you know? Yeah, like that exactly. was like, in the was public consciousness, about. right? So was so wow. like, was this on purpose? Was this like? 
something to I, be like black okay. artists are important or was it accidental or did they cast the guy and then made the character i don't know what was happening but it seemed like a thing and i couldn't figure it out <laughs> wow i ne- i didn't like put the i didn't like nail it down like that but that that seems this is the only reason i think it doesn't mean anything thank <laughs> god please yeah. dig me out of I this hole hope, i hope but this is the only reason I don't think it means anything is because everything else in the episode <laughs> was, was so, so accidental. Half asked and half thought that there's, it's just like they're just like, what's a, what a hip art, hip artists look like right now? And they're like, oh, guys who can manifest keytars out of nowhere that sound like guitars being strung. And and then they were just like, but like he played. So what what was the deal? Like so the ghost came because he played like covers of Purvis Parker or something like that. Yeah, he he like <laughs> covered, you know, uh uh blue suede shoes or something. Yeah, or or it'd be called like something completely different there. Violet <laughs> Red uh, Red Velvet <laughs> Sneaks. Red Velvet Sneaks. That's a classic. Classic Purvis. Yeah. The, oh yeah, that's you know, the per- that was the chart topper. <laughs> exactly. We all we all remember that summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucy had those those uh, red velvet sneaks that I just couldn't stop looking at. They got ruined in the rain. That was she <laughs> That was back in the summer when nights were hot and beers were cold. <laughs> Wait, did that change? I, I wasn't aware. Uh, oh, country oh, artists of today. <laughs> Way back in the day, when summer was hot in winter. <laughs> Involved snow, uh, which now it's turning into scenes from an Italian restaurant by Billy Joel. Engineer boots, leather jackets, and tight blue jeans. Yeah. I listened to Downeaster Alexa twice the other day in a row. Huh? Why not? Do it twice in a row. Yeah. Well, because if I'm listening to something on my phone and I just have Mm -hmm. one track from the album, it stops. So then I just hit play again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, why not? That's happened to me a lot with um, "Call Me Al" by uh, uh, F- Oh. Phil. I think that happens to everyone. Yeah, Paul uh, Simon <laughs> with Paul Simon and in the video Chevy Chase, <laughs> which I constantly do like the dance of like <laughs> so good. Best, it's the best. I love that song. Love Paul Simon. Man walks down the street. Um, so the the, the the reason we find out that it's named uh, this ghost is named Purvis Parker is because the the woman at the ticketing booth says it. I thought that was weird. Yeah, that uh, that actually is odd. Uh, which no, all, there was yeah, that's right. There was so many things where like once again it just felt like first draft. Get it out the door. Right. Like right. It, it felt like there was stuff that was supposed to be set up better but never was. Yeah. <laughs> or well, it seems like they yeah like they they wrote it really quick. They animated it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, there were just so many crazy things. And then like that that brings them all like, okay, so Chilner, the butt man. Right. The bud man. Th- thank you. The butt man. He gets he gets kidnapped, right? Right. By this ghost of what they believe is Purvis Parker. I've watched this too much. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> into it. Let's dive deep. Let's just let's just let it marinate in our heads a little bit and see where we come out. <laughs> Right, exactly. And like, okay, so, and this is where you really start to see that like Scooby and Daphne are like all about this Bud Man. Like <laughs> Scoob has like an over the top, like shining his shoes. 
just oh he's all about the dude um, <laughs> which creates an interesting dynamic i believe um, also if you had a groupie who was a dog <laughs> right i i'm kind of like i'd be like dude this dog wants to hang out with me <laughs> and it talks sweet i've got mess a with posse. All my <laughs> right and you're leading it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody ever questions, too, that it's just like, why did your dog talk? Uh, no, we don't. That's not uh, actually. Let's just accept it. Also, conservatively, this guy is 33. How old are these kids? Like that's true. 11. And he's like, yeah, I'll hang out with you. We have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm so popular that I'm going to hang out with these four kids. <laughs> if he, uh, and then he utters, and of course, all. the line, uh, if he keeps whipping me off. <laughs> I missed that line, but you know what? I'm gonna go back just to just for that line. Whipping me, like <laughs> ripping off, is a term. It is it do, okay? Does that I haven't like used that term, but I'd imagine it's a term to get ripped whipping, off. Ripping to rip someone off is a term. Yeah. Ripping, right. as Whip. in like whoopsh, as in Devo. Oh geez, that's not. <laughs> Are we getting back into the 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 sad political climate again? Area? <laughs> oh no! You, oh Jesus! I didn't even. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, the Ow. white man stealing the black man's money. Shaka Khan. <laughs> Shaka Khan. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a so says, for anybody who needs to know that reference. There's a Kevin Smith story where he talks about filming something for Prince, and Prince talks about uh, uh, the white music industry stealing uh, money from black artists, and and Prince's line is, "And Shaka mad." <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that's what the Shaka con. I didn't know that story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, whipping me off. Whip, he got, yeah, okay, so whipping me off, that's like, just like, grabbing him off stage? Uh, well, he's... Macking him off stage? What is he talking he's about? He's stealing his money. So, like, the ghost... But he says whipping for he, sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I watch it with subtitles. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is gonna pay off in a little bit, yeah. I'm just saying. All right, all right, great. Uh, but, um, yeah, so he's like, he's like, he's... Ste he, he's and he steals my money every time. He's whipping me off at this rate. I'll be broke in a week. And then Velma walks over and he goes, or 10 days. Or 10 days. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and he had like that old printer sheet where like it had dots on the side. Yeah. The, it had to print that way and like the stripes across it. He had like a spreadsheet of his earnings. And how satisfying was it to pull off that side stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I do oh, it today. I don't know why they change printers. It's it's like uh it's it's like the less invasive bubble wrap, you know, popping bubble yeah. wrap. It's yeah. like doing that where you're just like, yeah, this is coming. Uh, OG fidget spinners. Totally, totally. Old printer paper was fidget spinners first. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, a dude in an outfit runs to a pink caddy. Yep. Which uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that during a is that during a montage, or is that is this when they go to what is like the Graceland of 
Yeah, or Paisley Park was the name that came to my head because it said Parker it was, Place. It was it called was. Parker Place. Oh, or Paisley. Oh, I gotcha. Or yeah, which reminded me of Paisley Park, but then it looked like Graceland. Yeah, it had like the gate, like Graceland. Yeah, I mean, I've never been, but it had that like mansiony. Have you? Mm-hmm. Did you see all the TVs? Oh, no, I haven't been there. Oh. What's that? You didn't see the TVs. The TVs. Yeah, isn't that a thing? He had like. 10 TVs no, I didn't in a go. room. I was saying I didn't go. We were talking over each other. So, so you I, went? <laughs> no, I didn't. So how oh was it? <laughs> it was amazing. There were so many TVs. <laughs> well, there's this story of like he shot one of the TVs and his mom ran in and was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I fill it with my mom? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever watched the uh, Aloha, Live, Live from Hawaii Aloha concert? Elvis? No, I haven't. I have not, no. Oh my gosh. Like it like he it there are artists like like Elvis and like Dean Martin where it's just so amazing how messed up they are and how amazing right. a performance they can still put on, like how much muscle memory they were able to right. keep going. Like he walks out and his eyes won't open. He doesn't like he almost like walks off the stage. Like he's like his body moves in a weird way, like he can't quite control it. But then the minute he grabs a microphone, like yeah. something happens, and it's just like you he know, like but I can help. Like you're so beautiful, falling in love, like you over there with you, and you're just like, how does that happen? Yeah, I can weirdly relate to that. Oh. <laughs> With this exact podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled up to a microphone. I was like, you know, man, I just can't. Hey, great to be here. Hi there. (laughs) Scooby Doo, sure. Purvis Parker, my favorite. (laughs) Thank you very much. You're beautiful. <laughs> oh man, I was elbow deep in three chicks last night. Elvis, we on film. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. And why your elbow, Elvis? <laughs> Still so funny. Oh god. Uh I've got So plenty. where do they get from here? They go to they go they to, go the to Parker, Parker Place. Place. Right. And uh you know, you meet this uh interesting guy over there at Parker Place, the 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 maybe the caretaker. Yeah, Mr. Dilton. Mr. D- was that his name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean seems seems like a straight shooting dude. Just Dilton. Yeah. <laughs> just Dilton just... around. <laughs> uh, and, uh... <laughs> Paris Dilton is his daughter. <laughs> He's just got a drawer think. full of money. <laughs> Yeah, he's got way too much money, which sets, I mean, which obviously is a clue, becomes a clue. You got to look at all the the little things. He can break a large denomination, but there's no business at Parker Place. Nobody's been coming. Why does he have so much cash? These, so are, the, these are the questions we're asking ourselves at this point. You're saying that it sounds suspicious. It sounds a little suspicious mm, to me. Mm, I mean, mm. I'm, no, I'm no Velma, but you I mean, know, you're a regular just, Columbo over here. <laughs> just yeah. one more question. Uh, if uh, if Parker Place wasn't doing so well, how come you got a drawer full of money? Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, I I haven't trusted banks, so I just uh, put all my money in this drawer. <sighs> Do you know where I can get a drawer like that for about twenty dollars? My wife wants to know. 
My wife. It's all about his wife. Oh, one more thing. Um, no, Mr. Dilton actually has a kind of a weird voice, too. Like, it was, like, weirdly, like, lispy for no character-associated reason. <laughs> Strange. Well, there was, like, a... There was a transition period in the 80s where, like, cartoon acting... Like, it was, like, very yeah. nebulous. Because you had... On one end of things, you were coming out of Looney Tunes, which everybody's yelling. It's one dude, and he's yelling right. all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you started to get, like, Transformers, Thundercats, like, and people kind of talked regular, you know? Right. I mean, right, even right. to a certain extent, like, the ALF cartoon was a sitcom. So, like... <laughs> It's on Melmac, but everybody's like, hey, how's it going? Uh, uh, what was his name? G- George? George? Yeah, what was Alf's real name? I don't remember. To be honest with you, that's a, that's a, deep, that's a deep grab for me. I don't, oh. I don't have that on. I don't have that up here. Oh, uh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, the most insulting thing was he had a name, but Alf stood for Alien Life Form. Alien Life Form. So they're just like, screw your name, bud. Yeah, You're he, Alf now. Like, no, my name is whatever. And they're like, Alf. <laughs> <laughs> Alf, you eat cats. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess I, okay. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So like th- this had that weird thing of like, well, we're going to make it big, but not too big. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> uh, but they hang out. Uh, what was it? Oh, uh, and then this is, this is, this felt the most slapdash thing. Well, yeah, everything felt like slapdash things, but a lot of it. A lot of it. <laughs> right. So instead of Scooby snacks to get them to go in, Buddy's like, what if I write you an original rock song? And what if it's awful? <laughs> well, so, like, the script said, <clears throat> what if I write you guys an original rock song? Next line. Yeah. He's turning over the page being like, so where's the rock song, guys? And they're like, mm, can you just uh, make something up? <laughs> And he's like, I'm singing a rock song. And they're like, great. We'll put uh, a guitar sample on it that has nothing to do with that later. With that instrument. Like, it was like, no. I I mean, I do that on this podcast. All I have to do is pick up a microphone and play a guitar. It's not that hard. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like the 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 little tiny songs that he just like picked up and played throughout were just garbage, just ultimate <laughs> garbage. Like the one he was like, he was like singing about the ghost. I don't know if it was that song or if it was before that, but he's like stealing my people, <laughs> stealing my money. I hate the ghost. Like it was just so awful, just abysmally bad. Burn it, burn, burn. There's a lot of bad guitar playing in this episode, and especially like because the guitars are all. This is probably why they're all out of tune. But if you notice, they like move like rubbery with (laughs) the movement of like the character. So like the neck's just like bending around the guy's face while he's playing. That's the one thing where they were like, "Well, we have to make it sync up with the visual." (laughs) Exactly. Rubbery guitars? Are you guys thinking guitars are kind of a fluid idea right now? Yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> you doing okay, Carl? 
<laughs> yeah, man. Just yeah, man. Spend the guitar. This is the fifth episode I've had to animate this past hour. <laughs> Just got to get it out. Just got to get it out, bro. Just got to get it out. <laughs> he checked into Ooh. rehab later that day. <laughs> and never checked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ended up working there. It turned out to be a really good gig for him. Yeah. He's doing well yeah. now. Helped a lot of people, Carl. <laughs> Weirdly enough, uh, third time Robert Downey Jr. was in, became a sponsor for him. I mean, crazy. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. These Hollywood connections. <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr. is doing fine. That's a good reference to use for that, right? <laughs> like he's doing yeah, okay no, now. Totally. No, I think he's fine. Yeah, it's not like he's... I said Crispin Glover or something. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> run away! Run away! Run! Away. Uh, so the songs are terrible Oh, Daphne keeps saying my buddy Which made me think of the doll, right? My buddy, yeah. my buddy and me Yep right. <laughs> Couldn't get it out of my head Kid sister <laughs> My buddy comes with another pair of shorts <laughs> Why? What are you going to do with the first pair? Uh, you, you gotta buy the doll to find out Figure it out The first shorts are free <laughs> You're gonna need more shorts. <laughs> Always need more shorts. Come on. Uh, this is a Pearl Jam concert. We cut off our shorts. <laughs> These were jeans yesterday. <laughs> hey, uh, maybe one of the top live shows I've ever seen. Anyways, I've never seen them live. Oh, really? Uh,. That another dude who, when he's talking, you're like, "What's happening?" And then he sings, and you're like, "Yeah!" Uh, <laughs> he was like, because he like has the composition notebook because he's seven, and he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, you know, when we first came here, a lot of people were talking. About, you're like, "What is happening?" And then it's like, "Find me a better man," and you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> Jeremy Spokane. <laughs> Bit the recess lady's breast. How can I? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How? Uh, so, nerd fact. Sure. Uh, they So they run into the impersonator in the recording studio right. inside the place, which, dope. Of course, would exist. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. If you okay, so let's let's get crazy with it. If you could have your ideal home recording studio, like uh -huh. take me on the fictional like MTV Cribs, like welcome to my recording studio, like g give us like a paint a scene for us. <laughs> um, if people don't know, you're a recording artist. <laughs> oh yes, I make music as well as videos. Um, I really don't know. I would get, I would really keep it simple. Because, like, my ideal recording studio moves to wherever I want to record. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I right now I use a PC for, like, all my recording. Um, but I need to get, a like, a laptop. I'd love to have a laptop and some sort of interface and just be able to take it to any room in my house, any room at anyone else's house. Go to, go to a drummer because I don't drum. You know what I mean? And just set up and... You boom chick, right? Hmm? Don't you boom chick? I boom chick. Yeah. I boom chick. Couple chick, no, <laughs> a boom but, chick, a boom. <laughs> but you know, like, uh, yeah, like I don't, I'm just not a good drummer. I'd love to be able to just have a portable thing that sounds awesome. So, uh, uh, fans of this podcast know that I'm obsessed with uh, van mods, like, uh, uh and mm -hmm. like bus mods, especially like uh, renovating oh, oh. school buses. Yeah. 
uh, what if you could do like a school bus recording studio? So like control room, all like like live room yeah, in the maybe. back, and a control room sort of in the middle, and then like a lounge over by like the driver's seat. That'd be sick. Rick Rubin has one of those. He has a bus. Of course bus. he does. Of course he does. They do like uh, usually like late mixing in it and stuff. I saw it on an episode or something. But God. yeah. Modded out of bus. I don't even think he did it. I think the previous owner of the, his studio. I don't know. It's a long story. He bought but, a used. <laughs> bought a used bus studio. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Like, imagine being like on Craigslist. It's like I don't, I'm not in the market for anything. I just want to see what the <laughs> listings. Recording studio no bus. bus? <laughs> <laughs> I looked that up at least twice a week. Ah. Uh. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so they, they, uh, so yeah, home recording studios are dope. Everybody should have one. Uh, I firmly believe yeah, that. It's really easy to do too. <laughs> I, I mean, mean to set up. You, you started recording in like the nineties, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like in high school, I started recording. Right. So like yeah. tape and like very limited computer recording four, yeah four track cassette tape right to digital uh like you know within them like ones i had like zip discs stuff yeah. like that <laughs> like, recorders and stuff dude i've got one right here because i was like mining my old zip disc just to see if there was anything cool but like uh, i yeah. remember when i started like how much you had to be like oh i need to learn all these things to just ju- to just be able to get a sound to just get a sound recorded yeah. like not even make it a good sound like i have to spend about 4 hours with a book the size of the phone book yeah. and now like a kid can literally you can just do it on your phone yeah you, yeah you could yeah for definitely. free <laughs> for free Exactly, garage banded up or something. It's insane. It's crazy. It's awesome too, but yes. it also means that the uh, that the spectrum and the amount of people who are doing it is so much wider. I mean, the that... democratization of media, dude. You know, I mean, I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> Get into it. Uh... <laughs> yeah, fuck SoundCloud. No, uh... <laughs> they're a wonderful uh, institution. <laughs> Them, they're a wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's why <laughs> it's a favor to them. <laughs> no, it's no, it's cool though. Like, I just, I do, I like to do stuff for me. Right now, I'm making an album that's just for me. It might come out. We'll see. It's just like if I like it enough, maybe I'll put it out. Yeah. But yeah. I'm into yeah, that. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. I, I do uh, dumb Scooby Doo songs. Yeah, totally. So like I heard about that. And like why not? It's for me. <laughs> right, exactly. Just do it like I think even at the highest level of like uh making music or making any creative project, you have to do it on some level for yourself and it's going to turn out better. I think like the the we're getting crazy with this now. Oh, I'm but good I with think it. like the uh the whole thing of like with movies especially, with like all the, the test screenings, the test audiences, and then taking the feedback and changing the movie to make it this thing or whatever, uh, just like takes every bit of perspective out of the art that you're making or whatever. It has mm. to be like your thing or – you know, and it's like if people don't like it, well, then they don't like it. But you have to like it first. Nobody's going to like it. But 
you can't just like test your stuff against people and be like, oh, you didn't like that little tiny bit. We'll switch that. And that'll make it perfect for everyone. Yeah. It, it just doesn't work. Well, and there's also like, I mean, uh, things made by committee, you know, like, like yeah, things like uh, uh, Star Wars movies now are fundamentally made yeah. by committee. Like it's a group of executives. A director is going to those executives. Those executives are then going to focus groups and all these kinds of things. And it, to a certain extent, I mean, it kind of takes the the joy that you feel out of it. Like uh, right. there was a there was a track released i don't even know when but it was like this weird busta rhymes thing yeah with q-tip uh wiz khalifa and kanye whoa it's called thank you i don't know what it's from but it really feels like they were hanging out at q-tip's house and he was like hey you want to uh just like record something really quick and he's just like yeah, put yeah. down a boom chick drum and like yeah. uh and then just bust rhymes went like <laughs> you know and like they just right. did it and it's it comes off as that like oh this is just fun right exactly it's the it's the fun authenticity of just creating for the sake of it which that... is kind of what youtube has become Totally. That's why I like YouTube. I actually hated YouTube when we started. Love it. But I like it now. Um I was like way more introverted and thought I was cool when we started to. If you ever watch our first videos, and please don't because they're awful. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, get that camera on my face and stop, like stop recording. I just hated it. But then once we like put it out and people started watching, I was like, I can't be like that on there. <laughs> on there. I've got to be like, I've got to actually like exude something better than that. Do you, but, can, uh, can, can you pinpoint your persona for that? Like in your mind, is there like a clear vision of like camera turns on? It's it's not necessarily a different person, but like there is that person when the camera's on. Can you pinpoint that in your head? Yeah, um, I know exactly what it is. It's like it's. I've always had, um, I'm like, I've been generally a shy person my whole life okay. until this, this has kind of forced me to not be shy at all. Um, but like when, when I first decided to like try to be a personality more than just be like this, like curmudgeonly dude, who's just like <laughs> trudging around Disney with his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> I like, let's, when go, I first, let's go on small world. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, oh, not not because I didn't love Disney. I loved it. I just hated having the camera in my face for a sec, for a sec. <laughs> and then, like, I just, I just, I've always been funny with, like, oh, my really close friends. Like, just been, mm. you know, just always pitching jokes. So I just always just try to, like, imagine that when I pick up the camera, I'm talking to one of my really close friends. Yeah. And not you know, the thousands of people that I don't know that are watching. And then I just like try to just like kick jokes, kick jokes to promise, kick jokes just to the, to the camera. Yeah. Right. Do and, bits. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, that's basically what it is. It's like sometimes on the way to the parks, I think of what I'm going to say when we get to a certain place, you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Pitching bits. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. Just, I got, I got, I got bits for days. That's always that's the, uh, the thing, because uh, I do stand-up comedy on occasion, right? And right, so, right. Uh, uh, right. Obviously, I'm very, I'm uh, my natural hilarity <laughs> tells heard, everybody. I've heard some episodes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, if you do open mics, it's always interesting. The there are those people who get up, and you know that at 
10.30 at a party, they're getting laughs with this bit. And you're like, this is not going to work in front of an audience, though, because they don't know who you are. You know, I mean, it's interesting. Right. Yeah, that is. That's crazy, though. It, it's also interesting that you 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 used that like mentality of like, oh, I'm funny with my friends. Let's let's let, let me show that side of myself. Yeah. And you but you were able to read the room, which is a camera and, you know, adapt <laughs> yeah. it for that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it just it seemed so corny to me at first. Sure. What we were doing. But then like I just I understood that like I started to understand that like there is an actual way to like legitimately connect here yeah. too. Like and and you know, my my way of connecting with people is comedy all the time. Mm. Um but uh I mean, not all the time. Once in a while I'll have a heart to heart. But uh <laughs> <laughs> But my way of communicating We'll be talking to know, microphones really close. <laughs> get really close to the microphone. All of my friends have microphones. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> None of them are plugged in, but you're like, no. hey, can we have a heart to heart? Did you I didn't bring my microphone, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no, but uh no, I don't know. The long story short is I just Too I late. just decided <laughs> to, Yeah, long story longer. I, I just decided to uh yeah, just jump in and just like Yeah. Uh, you know, just like try to make something that was interesting to people besides me <laughs> well okay so here's a weird segue are you ready for this All right i'm ready for it okay so this show that we watched mm -hmm. let's i mean let's just call it what it is it's silly it's dumb it is like you know it's whimsical like but there's a level of frivolity in it that mm -hmm. it doesn't take itself seriously that's disarming right and if you're not willing to play ball with that like if you're not willing to like listen to those bad guitar licks and accept them <laughs> right. and just right. be like well isn't that stupid and but fun like yeah it's gonna turn you off immediately yeah but if you're willing to go with it if you're just willing to be like oh isn't this ridiculous like that ghost kind of looks sort of cool like why right. does his face keep changing why are they all <laughs> dressed up like 14 year old girls to get his autograph <laughs> you know right, like exactly. those things it's just like well now now we're having fun now the world is a more fun place yeah definitely oh definitely and this is rife with frivolity this episode <laughs> the episode of, this episode of the podcast i agree oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's going in the show promos anyways <laughs> let's go let's that's the back in. we got like two we need to get back into this episode we need to finish this episode out let's i mean not this episode of the podcast this yeah, episode yeah. of do uh so lenny lipner is the uh <laughs> great name by the way everybody's got like double consonant names yeah all right, right. Easy, <laughs> easy to remember uh purvis parker lenny lipner uh dylan dilton well, i don't know <laughs> I'm sure his name's Dylan. <laughs> uh, but he also, so he's played by one of my favorite uh, voice actors, actors who does voiceover work. I don't know what they call themselves these days. Anyways, uh, but Charlie Adler, um, I don't know if you remember the show Cow and Chicken. Yeah. He was all the characters in Cow and Chicken. Oh, okay. So he was Cow, Chicken, and the Red Dude. Right, right. Oh, Wait. wow. That's taken, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he... Um, <laughs> He does like this move, which was like the signature move of the 90s <laughs> with like every Nickelodeon show did this, which is like, uh, 
And of course, you're throwing off my group. <laughs> Thank you, but I need to go. Like that was yeah, every yeah. Nickelodeon show. <laughs> Just a quiet and then a loud. <laughs> like so, but like so much force. It's so good. <laughs> it's a signature a move. It's great. <laughs> every episode of Rocco's Modern Life had seven characters that did that. Yeah, did that quick elevation and volume and aggression now uh going back to your own crib let me ask you a question uh if you were going to decorate let's say for argument's sake a secret vault uh what would be some features uh secret vault to decorate it Mm. like hang out in this vault you probably put some gold records in there yeah well, I mean, it'd be gold records, but I mean, I had to be careful to make sure that they're authentic gold records um, because some people like to steal them. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'd throw some gold records in there. I would throw the biggest couch that ever existed. <laughs> uh, and if it's a secret vault, obviously you're going to have a giant sign above it that says secret vault. Secret vault. Well, it'll say regular vault. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or regular vault, secret vault is somewhere else. Yeah, regular vault. Can't tell you where the secret one is. I fooled you. <laughs> this was the secret vault all along. Such, such an elaborate sign. <laughs> don't look over here. <laughs> well, it says don't look over there, so we can't look. So we're just going to <laughs> avoid it. Avert your eyes. Uh, yeah. What? Let's jam. Oh, he they were gonna run from the ghost and he says let's jam. He said a lot of funny things. The uh the the ghost did? The butt man. Oh the butt man, yeah, the butt man was all, all over it with the funny. I also feel they like they had that what's oh, that? Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead. Yeah. Did you just dab? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I'm insane. This room is a million degrees. <laughs> oh sorry. No, it's uh, not <laughs> <laughs> No, you go ahead. um no but okay so then they do there's this huge like the the montage of the chase right yeah so this is a trope of this show every episode of uh pup named scooby-doo they have a chase number with an original song okay oh really yeah ah i hadn't dug that deep yeah um but yeah like i thought it was so interesting that it was like such an urgent chase but everyone sort of took time to just dance a little. Uh, <laughs> like, like all of a sudden, like at the end, well, it goes, first off, Scoob starts it off, just grabs a guitar, manifests a guitar in like a separate music video montage trope that apparently exists. Well, you remember in Power Rangers how they would be in the middle of a city, but then when it came time to fight the bad guy, they'd all of a sudden be in the middle of a desert? Right. It's that yeah, reality. It's that. It's that. It's just like, once you pick up a guitar, things change. But I just I love the I love the fact that there was I mean there was dancing while they were running from a ghost. Then at the at the end, the ghost just he's like, I'm not chasing y'all anymore. And just like starts to get down. <laughs> he just gets down for a second before like landing in a drum or something. I don't know. Yeah. Is that when that happens? Yeah, right? It was well, I mean, for for our uh, sake, yeah, why not? Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, he basically, yeah, they fundamentally catch him uh, after uh, Shaggy utters my favorite line, uh, "Dead Endsville for the scuba." 
Yeah, that was a good one. That was a that was a stone stone cold classic. Um, I, I love it when anytime like there's a a line that's like this is what the kids say. <laughs> right. You know what I really liked, and this is jumping ahead, but it doesn't spoil anything in Great. our chrono, chrono, chronology. Whatever. Um, <laughs> um, is that at the end, Shaggy goes, and this new song they made is Boss. I was like, is Boss been around since 1989? Like, I thought, like, oh, Boss. Like, that's, like, <laughs> yeah, that relatively feels new. recent. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But no, they, they got it. They nailed that one. Because <laughs> the only I, other thing that I can think of in, like, the, like, that would publicly be around is um, uh, the, the Lonely Island video. Right? Like a Boss. When, yeah, yeah, I shit like on that, Deborah's desk like a boss. Like boss, yeah. Exactly. I cut my dick off like a boss. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> yeah, like that's when I feel like the boss thing was like when Rick Ross came out, and then that stuff, and then like that's when I felt like boss was a word, not in 1989. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, ahead of its time. Uh, ahead of its time in so many ways. Rubber guitars and uh, liquor. So- Is that the joke? <laughs> Like <laughs> so, it's so ahead of its time that part of it is still left in the frame that it just, <laughs> that it just bongo drummed out of. <laughs> My eyes are back there, but I'm running. <laughs> I was like the uh, dislocated hip uh, leg spin. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Well, I love when the the when they run when he like especially Scoob when he take off his skin will sometimes stay behind. Just like what is going on? How is he maintaining life during this sprint? But there's like a weird <laughs> spiritual connection or like magnetism where it has to catch right. up. Like the physics of this universe. Like even though his skeleton moves faster, like the skin has to be there at some point. Yeah, the skin is like eventually going to elasticize itself back onto the skeleton. It's something to do with like the multiverse. Like planes that we can't see actually like make those two parts adhere together. <laughs> exactly. It defies physics, man, but that's how fast he is. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah. I mean, I I I think that this episode is fun. It's weird. It was, fun. It was weird and fun. The craziest thing to me, okay, so like we're at where he gets trapped in the drum, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so Don't come near the, the drum. The I'm trapped in the drum. Trapped in the drum. <laughs> uh, and the okay, so like I was like at first like okay, we know this is getting unmasked. Unmasked. We know this is getting unmasked. And um, <laughs> I thought we were going speak and spell unmasked. <laughs> unmasked. Um, so we know the mask is coming off this guy. I'm like okay, <laughs> if this is a dude, how was he flying the whole time? Okay, then I remembered. There were some air compression tanks early in the thing. Mm. They unmask him, right? Right. So who is it? Who do we got? Uh, Nobody it's... but Dylan Dilton himself. <laughs> Mr. Dilton, the caretaker at Parker Place. <laughs> I like that you're giving like his, his backstory, like his NPR <laughs> intro. Caretaker of uh, uh, Parker Place. <laughs> Dylan Dilton has spent his life. <laughs> perverting, the memory, perverting the memory of Purvis Parker. <laughs> and uh, the other thing I thought was funny is that I that I thought of yesterday last night when I watched yesterday last night. When I watched yesterday it, night? 
yesterday night was the Purvis Parker impersonator. I thought should have been called an impersonator. Uh, that was the other gag that I had, a dad joke that I had, um, like up my sleeve. From <laughs> we prefer impersonator. <laughs> That's our word. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Yeah, uh, but uh, but speaking of like the the money in the drawer, finding the tanks, like. This show almost more than a lot of other Scooby Doo's, especially yeah. the ones before it, like actually tries to like have a mystery with like clues. Right. They like they yeah they pre give you the clues and they kind of make you focus on them for a sec. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean yeah. to a point where Velma it's said jinkies. Little... That must mean a clue. You know. I mean. Yeah. Exactly. It's like oh the three jinkies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like blues clues or something like. <laughs> right. Which, like, that, how there isn't a, uh, like, an adult swim show that plays with that more? Like, can you see all of the, you know, like, I'm surprised (laughs) more people haven't done that. That's such a common trope. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That's amazing. What does, what time is it? Beer 30! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so what, so what, so how does this wrap up then? How does, how did they wrap it up? I, I watched it twice. They unveil Dylan Dilton, who we named. They found out that uh, Purvis Parker was yeah, there the was whole weird. time. As an old, creepy trench coat man. Yeah, like like he's a flasher in the 70s. Right. And so like he's been gone for a long time. This is supposed to be like Elvis, right? Yeah, he faked his death. His plane like took off and never came back or something. Yeah. But he's he's still like in his prime once he takes the old man costume off. He's not actually an old man, which he probably should have been at that point. Yeah, there were a lot of things about that where I was kind of like, well, also like faking your own death. But then you're driving around in a giant pink caddy. (laughs) And like, who was that caddy registered to? Because it has a license plate. Like, does he have to walk into the license plate and be like, (laughs) my name is Purvis Parker. No relation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, no it, but he's got the fake beard on. Like, you can right. see the glasses things holding the beard. You can clearly see that you're wearing a mask, sir. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> how does that work? I don't know. No idea. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the car's just not. Maybe he's just riding dirty. Maybe he's just not registered. <laughs> he's taking a license photo. They're like, no, you have to take off the fake beard. I'm telling you that it's real. <laughs> <laughs> what fake beard? You have a fake beard. A fake you camera. have a fake beard. <laughs> no fake beard. You have a fake beard. No fake beard. <laughs> fake beard me. <laughs> fake beard out of here. You know, fake beard. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and then they uh, both sing the pup named Scooby Doo theme song. Oh, that was the weird. Okay, this is this is what this is what was weird to me. Okay. Okay. So Purvis Parker fakes his own death, takes the time out of his life his career to (laughs) pretend that he's no longer alive. Right. Takes the time out of his own life Ah. (laughs) (laughs) and goes, flies away to never be seen again. Somehow still ends up like probably like a mile from his house, just dressed as an old guy and going to shows like this guy, all of, all of uh, the bud man's children's shows. Yeah. He's falling in like fish. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's out in the parking lot just blazing and selling then, like, grilled cheese sandwiches out of the bag of his caddy. 
And so, like, then what What takes the cake is when he takes... Okay, no, this isn't even what takes the cake. I don't know where the cake is at this point. He... When he takes the, like, disguise off, he's, like, in his, like, outfit of Purvis Parker, which is, like, a Leaving Las Vegas Elvis outfit. I'm not ready to take it off yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was just wearing it under that. And then he's just like, oh, oh, I'm not dead anymore. I'm back. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't care that people don't, that people know I'm alive now. Like, all of a sudden, because of you children and this dog, that mystery that happened, now I'm okay with everybody knowing, and I'm going to play with Buddy the Budman Childner you on brought stage. The Budman of Rock and Roll. Uh, you brought me yes. out of retirement, kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally call- cool. <laughs> they called Purvis Parker. He, he had a title too. I remember now. The dude of rock and roll. <laughs> the dude. Just, just, uh, just saying what you're seeing now. Like uh, Roger, the guy, the guy who music. lives on 34th Street, <laughs> Richardson. <laughs> yeah, he does live on 34th yeah, Street. That's pretty good. <laughs> accurate nickname. Very accurate. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how catchy it is. I don't know how well it travels. He wears sneakers, Johnson. <laughs> hey, what's up? He wears sneakers. <laughs> he wears sneakers. Okay. That's like a Native American name. <laughs> My name is Joe. He wears sneakers. Runs with sneakers. <laughs> As the as one of my favorite Hannibal lines, uh, why do people call them tennis shoes? I call them. I can do whatever the hell I want. My shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've never played tennis. No, I have once. Twice. Really? How'd that go? But, uh, terribly. No, actually, I wasn't bad. I remember now. <laughs> I remember now. Like Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> It's a, it feels like a past life. No, we had one like right by our apartment when we lived in Nashville and we played a couple times and I was like getting really good at serving and then my girlfriend wanted to stop playing. Okay, because <laughs> I was <laughs> knowing how much you love dad jokes, did you yeah. serve? It hit the back wall and then you said, You got served. <laughs> I said you got served probably seven times. For every 20 minutes we were on the tennis court. Do you want to actually play this? Do you want to actually play this? Uh, well, I, and then it turned into a dance battle, too, at the end, which was crazy. Because then it got really, you got served. Oh. And I went over the net, technically serving. What? What? That really happened in My real gosh. life. That's a, that's a dance competition for the ages. Yeah, it is. Tennis dancing. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're watching, like, Step Up 3, and that footage is in there. You're like, who was filming that? <laughs> I don't remember the crew being there. I just remember being so amped <laughs> on my moves. You might know me from Step Up 3. I wasn't in it, but I was really influenced by the dance moves in that movie. <laughs> You'll know me from my influenced dance moves. <laughs> Uh, They're so clearly influenced that you'll understand. <laughs> uh, so, we do only have one segment on this podcast. Alrighty. We are star stuff at the universe's test. Does this pass the Sagan test? Famed philosopher of science and scientist himself, Carl Sagan, once said that he wanted an uh, adult version of Scooby Doo because it endorsed skepticism and the scientific method. Does Ooh. this episode? Pass the sacred test. Let me just jump right out in front of this one and say no. 
<laughs> shocking. Shocking. They all, it seemed like a real monster. I think everybody was pretty clear. Mm. Fred at the end went to go on an explanation about that involved conspiracy theories and all this Bigfoot and like the mole man and all that stuff. The Martians came to down to kidnap Bigfoot. <laughs> exactly. Why? Right. <laughs> why, why do they need him? Um, yeah, I would say I would say no. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think you can't really. Yeah. You can't really justify the the the. Well, this is the other thing: is the is the Sagan test like could it happen to, or is it just about how they address the mystery they're solving? It's uh, peek behind the curtain. It's more about the guest than it is the actual answer. It's about the journey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say that Carl Sagan wouldn't think that a guy with a costume with a jetpack under it. <laughs> could perform the uh, things that are happening in this episode. Also, there's some really, really bad physics when, you remember when Scoob jumps in the, the light fixture and it falls down? Oh, yeah, and it breaks slowly and then and the whole breaks. ceiling comes down? And But, but no, it's just a, it's a small hole, maybe a three-foot-wide hole, but somehow it piles enough ceiling material for them to climb up like this very high ceiling and jump through a hole. I think Carl Sagan would be pissed. <laughs> Having renovated a lot of homes, I have to say that exactly. this is not star stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That place was made of star stuff. It can make that much material out of such a small... A miasma of, of carbon and hydrogen floating throughout the atmosphere where you're all star stuff. <laughs> Did, have you gotten episodes that pass the test? Uh, yeah, yeah. Original episodes occasionally do. Yeah. And uh, part of the fun is when people try and reverse engineer it into passing. <laughs> like, if it, it, like, is there, there's no real test. I just kind yeah. of say it and then see what happens. And some people are like, yeah. Because when you think about it, and it's like, ooh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh... Like, why not? <laughs> Entertain it. Say yes to life. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that I remembered from this episode that I think was just brilliant. Okay. From the last scene where they're playing the theme song. Mm-hmm. From the actual show, so they're like, this new song is boss, and then it's the theme song you already heard, and it's like, it's not new, you guys have obviously <gasps> made this episode and had that song previously. But um, <laughs> Come but on, you're then, not pulling one over on me. <laughs> not on me, not gonna get me this time, Bendy <laughs> Guitar Show. Um, and Scoob comes out, and he, like... It, like supposedly is supposed to play like a guitar solo, but it's like way not right and not good at all. It's like they're like playing the theme song. He's like, it's like not even close. And then the line of the episode, Shaggy goes, you can always count on great licks from my dog. <laughs> and then he gets licked by Scoob. Oh, line of the episode. <laughs> well, it was like all the guitar licks sounded like 
uh, you know when you have like a Casio keyboard that has yeah. like uh, a record scratch sound and like <laughs> a guitar sound and yeah. like it sounded like they had three of those guitar sounds <laughs> on a keyboard and just kept pushing them randomly. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Oh, it was nuts. My favorite. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, when he came out with that with that solo at the end, I just I I had to I had to pause for a second because I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> Joe Satriani, this gentleman is not <laughs> exactly. I'm just like this is supposed to be like him like ruling this song, <laughs> jumping out on stage and like being like in front of Purvis, Elvis Parker and the Buttman, and he's supposed <laughs> to just be like killing it. And it's like <laughs> that's why you don't let dogs play guitar. I mean, like. <laughs> 89 like what if they had gotten van halen if he's like just yeah i'll come on, i'll come and be on a scooby-doo episode <laughs> i'll just do one solo and peace they probably still though this is what it sounded like to me every time they did it it sounded like whatever the other music playing in in this in each song mm. like the, the guitar leads were recorded like without even having those as reference tracks yeah. like they just <laughs> recorded them in any key anywhere and then just pasted them on top Hey, uh, That's what it sounded like Phil. When can you come in to record that guitar? Uh, <laughs> Thursday. We're not gonna have this done until Friday. Ah, just come in anyways. We'll figure it out. <laughs> He's like, um, actually, just send over something you recorded last week. We'll just throw it on you. <laughs> we'll we fix it. it in post. Ooh, Dan, that sounds professional. What does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. We got a guy. He does post stuff. <laughs> he does posters <laughs> for my sister's band. It's great. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> They're called the Budman Children. <laughs> Budman and the Childers. <laughs> oh, I need to start a band now. That's called that. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, uh, well, that brings us to the end yeah. of the episode. Brock, this has been an unbelievable blast. This has been fun, man. I'm so glad we finally got to get this together. Absolutely. I'm going to watch some more Scooby-Doo. I'm going to tell you that. Do it up. It's. Uh, I want to like go in the same like era of this episode because <laughs> that's the right vibe for me right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> dumb and fun. Dumb and fun. Got uh, that tatted on my torso. <laughs> dumb life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dumb. That says dumb tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, tell the people uh, where they can find you, what you got going on, all the ways of pimpage. All right. Always plug. Um, we, uh, If you want to check out the YouTube stuff, we do a lot of Disney stuff. We're actually branching off and doing a lot of not as Disney stuff, but still like very comedic sort of for the mm -hmm. most part. It's uh, YouTube.com slash ears to you vlog. The two is a number two. Uh, not like an, um, whatever. But if you search ears to you anywhere, it will come up. We're we're there, and uh, new music is coming really quick. We're on Bandcamp. I don't remember the Bandcamp address, but it's Bandcamp. Ears to you, Bandcamp dot com, something like that. We got three records up right now, and uh, another one really shortly on the way, and then a big one coming soon. Uh, other than that, uh, you know, check us out on Twitter, Instagram. We're all ears to you, ears to you vlog, whatever. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had gotten him for all of them uh, Well Thank you very much And as always to you and yours this holiday season Terry Terry what Terry what Terry Terry don't tear it What
What's With You Scooby-Doo is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.